Hello and welcome to the uplevelmind.com podcast. My name is Drasco and I'm your host for this Real Talk segment where each episode I bring on a heart-centered entrepreneur and live on the call coached him through one central question. Are my business problems actually me problems? In that, I help them uncover why despite knowing all of the business strategies and having done all of the business courses, they are unable to get past their current revenue plateau. Each guest leaves with a deeper understanding of what inner narratives and patterns they need to overcome to realize their next revenue milestone. Without further ado, here's today's guest. Today's guest is Ashley Wright, who has been a registered dietitian for 11 years. Uh, She is an obesity and weight management specialist uh, who started her own virtual nutrition coaching business uh, in January of 2022. So Ashley, thank you very much for being on. How are you doing today? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm actually excited to dive into all this with you. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about my story, but I owned a brick and mortar weight loss center uh, for 10 years ah. before I moved into this space. So I'm, I'm very familiar with the struggles that uh, yeah. <laughs> you go through on a day-to-day uh, gotcha. in between bases. <laughs> so I'm excited to dive into this with you. So why yeah. just give us a little bit of context on like how you got to doing what you're doing and uh, all that good stuff. Sure. Yeah. So I kind of started, I thought I wanted to be a chef for quite a while, like when I was in high school and, you know, visiting colleges and thinking about what I wanted to do. Um, Because I've always loved cooking. It's been a huge passion of mine since I can remember. Um, So I almost went to culinary school and then kind of decided the hot kitchen till 2am really wasn't my deal. And uh, (laughs) I wasn't quite sure where I wanted to go with it. And Um, and I also enjoyed like the sciencey aspect of things and like chemistry came into play. And so I had these ideas that were going around and, um, I decided like to go to community college after high school to try to like hash out what I really wanted to do. And nutrition like kept coming up in conversations with people and what I was thinking about. And, uh, I ended up, um, looking at Penn State's nutrition program. I'm from Pennsylvania originally. And I had a dream that I went there to go look at their program and I ended up going. It was just kind of strange. Like things just kind of worked out how they were supposed to. And I loved it. And so I got my RD, became a registered dietitian. And um, I've been working pretty much in the outpatient nutrition arena for my whole career um, since I became an RD about 11 years ago. So always doing one-on-one nutrition counseling. Um, that's what I really enjoy. And I enjoy like forming the relationships with my clients. That's one of the things that I value more than anything. Um, being inpatient in the hospital, while I give huge props to all the RDs that do it, it wasn't for me. So I really wanted to have more of that, that time that I get to spend with somebody to really get to know them on a deeper level, because there's so much, you know, that goes into nutrition and you know, with me, I really just wanted to focus on more of the behavioral and mindset aspects and all those other components that go in. Cause we both like majority of people know what healthy eating looks like. Basically, you know, it's the implementation and the behavior and how you grew up and all those other aspects that came into it. So that really kind of drove me to want to do my own thing, to be able to do things the way that I wanted to, um, and reach a broader audience and, 
I have two young kiddos and I wanted to start my journey as an entrepreneur to have more time to be able to spend with my family. So that's Very the cool. short, and, short and sweet of it anyway. It, it was uh, brilliantly uh, just, you know, succinct to the point, yeah. <laughs> all the highlights, like it, it, it got right to the point. So yeah, uh, yeah kudos to you for that. And uh, yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And I mean, I completely and utterly understand and support the whole sentiment of like so much of the, you know, nutrition game, if you want to call it, that is like about the protein and the carbs. And so much of it is really about the gap between like, here's the recommendation and here's you doing it, you know, right. that gap can be very wide or, you know, very dark as far as like, I don't know why it's not closing, mm -hmm. that that's really right. where the meat of all of that is. So it sounds like that's really what your coaching and, and, and your work is really about. Definitely. Yep. Beautiful. So I'd love to then dive into like, knowing this about you, knowing, you know, why you're doing what it is that you're doing and, and how, what are the business challenges that you're experiencing right now? Mm -hmm. Well, right now, so I'm still currently working my regular full-time job. So that's one of the challenges, um, you know, just being, you know, I'm starting my business and working and being a mom. So I'm trying to balance my time and use my time efficiently um, and growing my audience on social media is social media is a beast <laughs> and, um, I've, I'm getting better with it, but just like growing my audience and connecting with clients organically and that type of thing is like one of the biggest things that, you know, I'm getting better with, but I feel like I can improve at and just like knowing how to make the most of my time effectively. Cause sometimes I feel like I can be like, you know, kind of like, Oh, the squirrel thing where you're like looking at so many things. Then once you start learning about business stuff, you know, the floodgates open and all of these things come out into your world. And, um, you know, I've really been working on my mindset more than anything lately. And that's one thing that I've learned over the last couple of months, um, you know, to kind of have that like meditation, self-reflection, mindfulness time for yourself, which I don't always get every day, but I'm working to do every day. Um, I know that's kind of a lot of things at once, but yeah, those are all the things that are floating around in my mind on a daily basis right now. Yeah. Got it. So if you can narrow it down uh, in your own words, like what are the yeah. actual like business ceilings, business mm -hmm. challenges um, specifically? You know, honestly, it probably all boils down to my mindset more than anything. I think it's the you know, like the imposter syndrome that creeps in, you know, and you see other people that, you know, and they're quote unquote, you know, doing so well, you don't really know what anybody else is doing. Um, and like, just feeling like you're confident enough to actually make it happen for yourself and like reassuring yourself that you're, you're going to do this and you're going to reach your goals. Um, I guess it's just like the fear of the unknown. And I'm a very like, like to have my ducks in a row and know what to expect and have a plan and I'm organized and going into entrepreneurship. Like you can only do that to a certain point and you kind of have to give the rest up, you know, to the powers that be, I guess, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So when you say it's, um, it's about mindset, it seems like mm -hmm. there's a lot of different factors. You mentioned the imposter syndrome, you mentioned confidence, mm -hmm. you mentioned the un uncertainty and, and the fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. So just to bring it back then, uh, 
more tangible. And I know I keep coming back yeah. here, but I have a reason for no, it. No, no. Um, does that translate into like, I don't have enough clients to quit my job. I don't have enough leads. I, it's a combination of both, or I'm talking to people, but I'm talking to the wrong people. Like what actually manifests yeah. in your business? Yeah. Um, probably the first two things that you said, like I, right now I don't have enough clients to completely leave my job now. Um, and, or enough leads coming in and yeah, those are probably two of the biggest things. And it's just like, I guess just staying consistent with putting myself out there, like on social media and knowing how to connect effectively on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah, the lead generation part is definitely a challenge because, you know, as you know, when it comes to nutrition and all of that, it isn't like, it's something that people have to really want, you know, it's not a necessity to hire me as a nutrition coach, you know, like you got to go get your hair done. You got to go to the doctor, you got to do these certain things, but nutrition is a choice. And sometimes it really takes people a long time to make that choice. And I have to be patient about that too. You know, meet people where they're at when they're ready, you know, they'll come into my world too. I mean, I have some people I talk to, but sometimes you just don't really, it's hard to know, like virtually even, you know, where somebody's at. So I'm so used to face-to-face with people too. So it's a different animal for me. Got it. It's kind of like hard to matter to the people that actually need you most. Like I don't, I can't yeah. read the room. I don't know exactly where they're at. I don't know right. what like I put it out into this black box and I don't get any like direct feedback. So I don't know where it's mm-hmm. going and that's translating into, well, I don't have enough conversations and leads with the people that I could right. be speaking to, which translates into, I don't have enough clients to actually quit my job. So is that kind mm-hmm. of accurate? You got it. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of zoom out of that before we dive back into the mindset piece, mm-hmm. how is this affecting you day to day? Mm-hmm. I feel like it causes me some anxiety. Um, anxiety is something I've dealt with anyway previously, prior to becoming an entrepreneur. Um, I get, I get kind of like antsy and nervous about things fairly easily. Um, so I think just like having, and I'm always like somebody that I guess I like I, I need like the validation type thing, if that makes sense. Like when you think of like the love languages that people talk about, it's like the words of affirmation. That's by far me. And, you know, you don't like, you don't always get that coming back to you when you're putting stuff out there to people. So I think for me, it's hard to sometimes get past that point. So like, it's, I feel like it's always on my mind. And I guess that's something as an entrepreneur, like your business is going to be on your mind a lot. And sometimes like separating that, like, when I'm with my kids and my family, I want to just be thinking about them and not thinking about things I should be doing to generate more leads. You know, I think that's, that's a challenge for me, like compartmentalizing everything right now. Got it. So it kind of sounds like it's not allowing you to be present with your family. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one second. So in that case, mm-hmm. you had mentioned the, uh, like I need validation, like words of affirmation is my love language. So you had mentioned this in the context of the um, posting, right? Like the content of the social mm-hmm. media. So I don't get any yeah. of the feedback back. Mm-hmm. So 
what would be validating for you in that instance? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess even just to get more, you know, and I know that like you hear this over and over again, like don't worry about your likes and don't worry about, you know, the comments, like people are out there watching, but you don't necessarily know that they are unless they like or comment or send you a message or something along those lines. Um, so just seeing more people at least like engaging with something that I put out there um, would help at least a bit in any case, just so I know that it's reaching somebody, you know, and you know, in your right mind that it is, but it's just like, I get myself sometimes hung up on like, oh gosh, well, there's these social media algorithms and should you do this right? And it's just, it's overwhelming on your mind a lot. So. Got it. So that's kind of yeah. like, okay, I, I, if I put something out, I want some of the direct feedback of like likes or, you know, whatever it is yeah. um, in the platform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the question was more like, what validation do you need? Mm -hmm. So even if you got those things, what mm -hmm. need for you is mm -hmm. it actually validating? Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, probably that people like me, <laughs> you know, I guess that's, I've always been a uh, people pleaser type person and like, yeah, that's probably what it boils down to, you know, that like what I'm doing is actually like people are liking it and I'm sure there's people that are not, and that's just the nature of the game. But yeah, I am, I'm not used to just putting myself out there to so many either. So and I wasn't a huge social media person, like prior to all of this, but when you're a business owner, you, you kind of have to be. Got it. So yeah, in that vein, um, mm -hmm. if, and it's hypothetically, so if people didn't yeah. like me, then fill in the blank. If people didn't like me, then I don't know if my business is going to be successful. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. So my business won't be successful if people don't like me. So when I hear it, out, but it sounds um, a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> emotional logic always does. <laughs> it never sounds yeah. logical. Right. Yeah. But you see how that yeah. carries a lot of weight on like, if people like me, like if I say the thing that's going to get the most appeasing response. Mm hmm that's going to make my business successful. Yeah. Is that really true? That's, no, it's not. No. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, you know, people post uh, puppy videos and there's still people out there that are like, this sucks. This is stupid. Right. Why are you posting puppy videos? Right. <laughs> that's true. And who like doesn't love puppies? But yeah, there are people exactly. who don't. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. True. So true. when you have all of these things, right? It's so like there's the imposter syndrome right? You mentioned the confidence of like, do, do I generally believe like this can actually happen for yeah. me? I've seen other people, but I don't know if like it can happen for me. A lot of unknowns that I have to navigate doing this. Um, people need to like me in order for me to actually succeed. So now I'm not even thinking about how can I go forward and put the thing that's most valuable to the other? How can I, like you said, mm -hmm. meet people where they're at content wise before yeah. I even get there, there's a filter of, I have to put something that people need to like. So probably there's going to be a lot of stress on like, things got to look pretty, things got to look polished, things got to be correct. 
Things got to yeah. be neutral so that everybody in the end likes me because if they don't like me, then they're not going to actually yeah. have a successful business. So how does all of that sound to you? That makes total sense. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So when you hear all of that or mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of thinking back onto it, mm-hmm. what does this cause day to day inside of like, the operations of your business? Like, how does this affect you when you're actually trying to work? I would say it probably, well, I shouldn't say probably. I know it prevents me sometimes from making a post or putting something out there consistently. I know that much um, because I'll overthink it. And then I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know if I can do this today. And so I don't. And when I just should and not worry so much about it, Okay. So basically inaction, right? Like I I will choose to hide in whatever capacity, whether I avoid posting, whether I overthink what I need to post, but I've spent some time making a half a post, but I just don't do it because Mm -hmm. all of these kind of head trash elements start to play in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of patterns does this create in your business? Like, is it long Mm -hmm. stretches of no clients? Like what ends up happening? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's been periods like that. Um, there was definitely, and now looking back, there was in, in April, I was way more consistent with, with posting and putting things out there. And April was one of the best months that I had thus far as a business owner. Now I'm like, "Uh yeah, right. Ashley, you know what you got to do. Um, yeah, I think it's, I, I usually just, I try to just stick to doing social media like Monday through Friday and give myself the weekend to be with my family. Those are the kind of the boundaries parameters I decided to do. But then I find myself coming to Monday morning and being like, okay, here we go again. I got to get myself back in the social media groove. And sometimes it takes me a little while to get back in there. And then I'm not posting something till maybe later Tuesday when I should have planned to just do it Monday and not worry about it as much. Um, Got it. And I think I need to be better about like planning ahead with that kind of thing too. So, so is it necessarily planning or sticking to the plan that you make? Right. Sticking to the plan that I make. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's an important distinction, right? Like, oh, like then I can just plan and then it'll look like I'm actually productive. But the reality is we're just avoiding the real issue, which is I have a pretty Mm -hmm. good plan already. I'm just not executing on it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, that's thing number one. And uh, then number two, she said April was like a good month because I was just mm-hmm. going all in, like I was posting mm-hmm. and it was the best month that I've had. Yep. What was happening in February and March? February and March, I was still pretty new to the game. Um, I started my business in January. And so February was, January was kind of like getting myself mentally ready, I guess, more than anything. So February was when I really started putting myself out there on social media. So that was the very first time ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a few clients that came in, in in February, March, but the one thing that, so I have a business coach that I, that I do work with and she did this video challenge in April where she wanted us to get out on, get out on video on Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is so many times a week. And then whoever got the most points or whatever in this challenge, um, got a prize. And I was like, well, I'm going to take this challenge to, and I didn't, I, I wasn't necessarily expecting to win it, but I did want to 
show up for the challenge and do what I said I was going to do. Um, so I kind of have to like push myself that, you know, that's my challenge every month, not just when somebody else, you know, tells me that, you know, they have this going on. So it did push me because I always want to be true to my word and things that I commit to. So I got to be better at committing to myself. Got it. So Mm -hmm. Great observation and, and awareness first and foremost. So that's exactly what my question was going to be, yeah. which was, okay, so there was this external stimulus mm-hmm. to execute on the courage and like dive deep into this uncomfortable thing. When yeah. I did that, not only did I get the results that I wanted, but it was like exactly the thing that was necessary to push me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. As soon as that external stimulus is gone, suddenly everything dips, right? The consistency Mm -hmm. dips, the results of those actions end up disappearing. So there's this gap between it being actually internally motivated versus externally motivated. Mm -hmm. So before I go on, how does that land for you? No, that's definitely what it is. Um, Yeah, it's just, I feel like it's not that I'm not, because it's just not that I'm not motivated and I don't want to be successful. There's just that innate, there's just that fear that holds me back for whatever reason. And I don't know if it is just because I have a job still and I'm like, at least I have my job and I can fall back on, you know, like kind of, and I know like I, I shouldn't have a backup plan. Like I, sh- this is what I'm doing and I know I don't want to give up on it. So it's just, you have right. that block of not doing the things that you that you need to do on a daily basis. So there's a safety net of the backup plan mm-hmm. that is kind of creating even more incentives to stay within the comfort zone. And in this instance, mm-hmm. there's an external push um, from the challenge to go beyond that. Yeah. And when it dropped off, because technically it was kind of like, it wasn't really there February, March, and then it dropped off post April. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was it just at that point my like external commitment disappeared so I went back to all the old narratives or was there something specific that came up around that time mm-hmm. no I I didn't necessarily go back to the old narratives I did I feel like I was doing at least a little bit better than I was the previous two months in any case um yeah, I don't know. I I feel like recently in the last couple of weeks, I've been a little bit less, like less fuel to the fire. And I'm not really sure what triggered it for me exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't quite pinpoint it. That's okay. Um, yeah. So if there's no direct thought about it, what's yeah. kind of the dominant emotion when you think back to those times? Mm-hmm. Like when I think back to when I was being more consistent or when I was not both, both. Um, probably when I, I guess when I wasn't, it's just the dominant emotion for me is just, I get, I think like anxious and just like that, like a little bit of a pit in my stomach feeling when it comes to like, it's almost like you feel like you have to do the social media stuff kind of thing. Like it's not my favorite thing in the world to do, 
but like, you got to do the things to get to where you want to be to coach my clients. That is my favorite thing. So it's just kind of like wading your way through the mud in the beginning, you know? And yeah. that anxiousness, well, actually, sorry, anything else as far as the emotions that you wanted to add? No, the, yeah. Anxiousness and the nervousness, I guess. Yeah. Those are probably the two main things that come up for me. Okay. And this is specifically in relation to showing up and being visible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does this happen anywhere else in your life? That same type of feeling when it comes to being expressed and visible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm fair, a fairly introverted person. Typically um, I'm a homebody. Like, I just like being home with my family. And if we go out, you know, to say, if I go to a party with my husband or, you know, we're going into a social situation, it's usually pretty, um, I do get a lot of anxiety before that. And I have a hard time opening up initially in situations. Um, and just like having like natural conversations, just like when, when I'm in a, like surrounded by a big group of people, um, that's kind of hard for me. I'm really good like one-on-one. Like that's what I love my job. Like talking to my clients, like I can connect with them. I feel like really quickly, but when I'm put in a situation where there's a lot of eyes on me or surrounding me, I get a little bit like in my head, I guess. Absolutely. So it, it really isn't about being visible and showing up in the connection of let's say one-on-one or maybe a small mm-hmm. intimate trustworthy group. Right. It is when it's outside mm-hmm. of the norms, it's bigger, mm-hmm. it's outside of my control. That's where it gets very nervous and anxious and kind of that pit of the yeah. stomach. Is that accurate? Yeah. The outside of my control thing is probably <laughs> when you said that, yeah, that's is even if we have like in my in my current job, you know, um, my day job, I should say, when we have, you know, like staff meetings with like the whole clinical nutrition staff, people that I don't see hardly ever, except when we come together for these big staff meetings, I really like kind of sink in and don't really know what to say, or maybe don't feel like I'm like fitting in as well. I don't know. Like I just, I kind of get a little bit quieter then, but when I'm just me in my office with my people, my clients, like totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's, it, there's a level of controlling my environment so that yeah. I can filter like who's safe, who's not mm-hmm. right from this perspective of, okay, well, I know these individuals, I know they got my back. I know that like they're yeah. my people, or this is in my level of expertise. So I'm very confident mm-hmm. in it. It's kind of like Mm -hmm. controlling the environment and the context to optimize for that. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily just like, I need to control what everybody else does or does not do. Like, would that be accurate? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what is so scary Mm -hmm. about not having that control to filter who is in my presence witnessing me and who I'm visible to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess it probably just comes back to the like wanting to be liked thing, you know, that I talked about earlier. That's probably what it is. Or I think I'm going to say something that's going to sound, I don't know, 
dumb to somebody else in the room and like, really it's not going to at all. Um, like I'm never the person to like, you know, speak up in a meeting or like answer a question, you know, first and foremost, like that's just not me. Cause I'm always overthinking like what my answer is going to be. And if somebody's going to be like, Oh, I don't know about that. And yeah, that's Got really it. what it boils down to is just feeling like people like what I have to say, or they're not criticizing me about it or, you know, yeah. Got it. And, and what does it mean about you if they do criticize you? Mm-hmm. Nothing really. <laughs> well, logically, I know, uh, yeah. I know that. Yeah. hundred percent. But what yeah, emotionally it just, does it mean it, about you? If they yeah. I mean, emotionally, it just, it'll get in my head and I don't know why I worry why somebody likes me so much. Um, Perfect. But so it makes what me nervous if I'm doing the right thing, I guess. Yeah. So if people criticize me, then what emotion do you feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sadness, probably like a little bit of like, I feel a little down on myself. So some version of I'm not good enough. Like, does that resonate? Yeah. With you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And is that something that's been a very ongoing pattern? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And how does all of that land for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when I say that out loud, it's a little, uh, it's a lot on my mind, honestly, you know, um, but that's true. That's definitely what it is. Like the feeling of you're not, I know, you know, again, like if we all based everything off of logic, everything would be a lot easier, but <laughs> yeah, <it would> definitely <laughs> if only be. that's what my mom's, that's my mom's mantra all the time. She's like, if we based everything on logic, then nobody would have any problems at all. So, pretty much. so yeah. Um, yeah, that's, it, it hits a little, it hits, it hits harder, but it's a good thing to like to recognize about myself. So, and, and what part hits the hardest? Mm-hmm. Um, just like saying that I don't feel like I'm good enough, like out loud, honestly, like, cause I don't really know if I've ever actually just said it. Like, I don't know if I'm good enough to do this. And I don't know if I'm good enough in this situation, or like, I don't know if I've ever just said those words exactly to myself before, just different versions of it, probably. Got it. Well, I mean, yeah. first of all, I commend you for going down there and allowing yeah. yourself to a listen to it and be in that space and then b actually verbalize it like say it yourself yeah. and see how it lands mm-hmm. uh not not an easy thing uh by any stretch of the imagination mm-hmm. and what it sounds like is that like that whole sentiment of not good enough that's like a core wounding but then you have these masks on top of it that mm-hmm. manifests as other kind of survival patterns right the imposter mm-hmm. syndrome, right? So like, well, that's a prettier label than I'm not good enough. Right, right. right. I'm not confident. Yeah. That's the word you it. hear most often anymore. Yeah. Correct. And you, you yeah. get the benefit because it's kind of quote unquote socially acceptable, right? Like, oh yeah, right. me too. I, I can resonate with that. Like it's not as harsh right. as I'm not, saying, good oh, I'm not good Right, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just another, it's relevant. Don't get me wrong. I think imposter right. syndrome, has its own sets of things, but it's right now dancing around this core issue, right? right. The confidence. Like I, I've been doing this for, you know, over a decade, but yet I, I have the confidence lacking yeah. that like I can actually 
do this. And I understand that, you know, if a client's in front of you, you know what to do with them, but you know, there's like the, but what about the business? Right. So again, I'm not good enough. And then you have the confidence that's going there. Right. Mm -hmm. Fear of the unknown, right. If I'm not good enough, then how can I navigate uncertain waters? Right. Like Mm -hmm. the the two aren't going to mix all that well. And then I need the validation, right? I I need to make sure people like me because that's how I get significance. I need to get the affirmation and the validation from others because then, oh, I know I'm doing good enough and I know this is actually going to work, right? Mm -hmm. All of this really translates into, I think, a a lens of being like hypervigilant to always be scanning the world to see Like, how can I buffer my world or create the context and the environment that always ensures that nothing threatens whether or not I'm good enough. So I'm going to feel anxious and put in my stomach and nervousness when I can't do that or when I'm leaving that type of environment, Mm -hmm. right? Anytime I don't really have all of the control, right? That's what's going to get triggered. That's what's going to paint the decisions I'm going to make on how I'm going to go forward into my business right? And and really, the fear of it is like, the feeling of sadness that if if it does occur, that if I do get criticized, I do get judged, I do get, you know, poked and prodded into these elements, then I am really going to be like, sad, and it's going to really showcase this deep wounding, like it's gonna be proven true, but to the degree, like I couldn't even say out loud, I'm not good enough. Right. And I think the way that that translates into your like business operations, it it really translates as a lack of activity, right? Prevents me from making posts. I get Mm -hmm. into these overthinking loops before anything actually gets done. So I spend a lot of time looping these thoughts, going down these emotional doom loops. Nothing really gets done, further reinforces the nervousness. Right. But it's okay yeah. because ultimately I do have the safety net of uh-huh. the job. So there's no external impetus to move beyond this. Right. And there's very little self-impetus to move beyond this. Why? Because if you were to move beyond it, you would actually trigger all of this, the, the core woundings. So you have this whole like hamster wheel. that's kind of keeping you stuck where you're at. So mm-hmm. I know that was a lot thrown your way, but what mm-hmm. lands for you? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, all of it probably, (laughs) but yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I think it's the, like, I guess I didn't realize how much of, and that I like to have everything like that. I like to have the control over things. Um, like I do know that about myself to a point, but I think it's more so than I even realized. Um, yeah. Cause it's just that, like, you know, when you go to a nine to five job, you know what to expect most days, you know, you have that solid paycheck, you know what to expect, you have the control that that's coming in, you know. Um, But as an entrepreneur, you don't, you have control over certain things. And, but even the things that I do have control over, I get, I barricade myself from because I get scared about it and worried that it's not going to work out how I would like it to. And Yep. Yeah. And barricade is actually a really good word. And uh, I, I think it's like a, a good word to summarize the patterns with which you keep yourself, mm-hmm. quote unquote, safe 
from yeah. these emotional threats. Um, and I would just want to add the nuance to what you mentioned about the um, the whole aspect of, okay, well, in my job, I am good and I go to it and I have the control there. Realistically, you have less control in your job than you do in your own business. Right. But what you have more of isn't the control. It's actually the structure, right? Yeah. It's an the external kind yeah, of yeah. structure that's get, telling you, okay, do this and you're going to be good enough. And then you excel because you know exactly like the structure's mm-hmm. already been created for you. But now just like with the right. video challenge, when it's up to you to create that, oh crap, well, I'm not good enough. Therefore I start to crumble and get nervous and get anxious and dive into mm-hmm. those patterns. So mm-hmm. how does that land for you? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're in a job, you could be chosen to just be let go tomorrow and, you know, and there's no, you don't have control over that piece while it seems safe, you know, we all know, you know, in the last couple of years, there's been lots of changes and things that have happened to people with their jobs. So I need to take the control. I mean, I shouldn't use that word, but I need to be, you know, I need to create my own future with my business and not rely on somebody else to create it. So hundred percent. So yeah, I think that uh, makes sense. And I mean, as I said before, like there's only so much we can do in a container like this, but Right. Overall, just looking at how your narratives, how your emotions, how your patterns affect and are kind of responsible for the business challenges that you're experiencing. Like, does this feel complete for you or is there still something left outstanding? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense to me for sure. Perfect. So then if you can just begin to close us off and summarize in your own words, you know, what did you come into here kind of thinking about as your business issues and then what were your biggest takeaways and aha moments afterwards? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I came into it thinking about, um, you know, the struggles of not having, you know, the amount of clients that I need to have to quit my job and, um, you know, the lead generation part and all of that and thinking like, even if it's maybe something like, is there something logistical that I'm missing in my business? Am I missing some kind of piece? And then I find my, I found myself sometimes like searching for things instead of, instead of looking inside myself to see, well, what is it that I'm doing that's keeping me from getting to where I want to be? Um, so I think like having this conversation really helped me to see, you know, that it is me, a lot of me wanting to have the control and just getting that validation, that external validation that I'm doing the right thing when I have to have that internal validation of myself that, okay, Ashley, you're doing the things that you need to do. And you just have to keep doing them every single day and not overthinking them and just putting yourself out there and not trying to be, you know, the version of yourself that you think other people want to see. As if that makes sense. I just need to just be me. Some people aren't going to like it. Some people are, and that's just the nature of the beast. You know, there's, you're not going to have every single person out there who wants to work with you and wants to like you all the time. Um, so yeah, I just need to stop, you know, it's like my own self-limiting beliefs about me, you know, that I need to get past and need to work on probably more than anything. 100%. 100%. So beautifully summarized. And yeah, I couldn't uh, agree more with that. So 
to then just close us off, um, why don't you let everybody know, you know, who's the best person to find you? Where can they find you? Floor is yours for that. Yeah. So um, I primarily work with um, busy on the go moms, such as myself um, with weight loss and losing weight in a sustainable way without um, getting rid of any of the foods that they love or restricting themselves. Um, cause I, and I don't want women to fall victim to the scale itself. So celebrating non-scale victories and working on those behavior changes. Um, so I do everything virtually so I can see anybody from anywhere in my nutrition coaching practice. And my business name is why eat wise. So whyeatwise.com will be ready here shortly in the next couple of weeks. So I'll have my website up and running. Um, so by the time this podcast is out, it will be up there. So you can find me at why eat wise. You can also find me on Instagram at why eat wise as well. And if you look me up, it's Ashley with two E's and rights. There's not many Ashley's with two E's out there. So you'll probably find me that way too. Beautiful. Well, we'll include all of those in the show notes. Uh, but Ashley, thank you very much for coming on. Um, for everybody else listening, we'll uh, see you on the next one. Thank you.